I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks so much for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. This is episode 17, coming off of a 90-61 win over Georgia Tech. Andrew White with a career-high 40 points. And um, John Gillen with a double-double, too. 10 points, 10 assists. Doing what he does best, passing the ball. Um <laughs> That wasn't a shot at Gillen. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a shot at Gillen. Not at all. Not at all. That was a, a compliment. <clears throat> um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't meant to be a shot. Anyway, I guess it kind of came off that way. And if it did, my bad. Um, real quick, let's go straight into. Uh, I cut some highlights for White. Let's just do that real quick, and then we'll talk about the game. Healing off left as Gillen hammers a right-hand bounce to a cutting white. Top of the key, triple try, online, and there. Defense adjusts to it. Battle to Gillen, outside left at three-point range. It's white in the corner, line drive, good. Andrew White, spot, outside left, it goes to White, retreating with five on the shot clock. Line the screen, White peaks the clock. White lets it rip, White hits! That was huge! Short line calling for it above the three-point arc. Hesitates with an eyebrow fake, out to White, three ball, yes sir! Very uh, often this season, battle outside left to Gillen. Look away pass right corner. White, is he hot? Yes, sir. Gillen crossover dribble into the right corner. White, three ball. Oh, my. Or the outstanding Georgia Tech freshman. 60 to 46. White, heat check left side. Oh. He's red hot. Go. I don't know as I like White's chances now. Top of the key three for the record. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, we were worried at one point it might be no sleep till Brooklyn. And the Orange instead are rocking this party eight days a week. They knock off Georgia Tech. And um, just a just a master masterful performance by White. Finally, just just laser sighted on on the hoop, man. And we left the last podcast saying um, the the only key to victory really was to shoot from the outside, but make the shots. They had to be. <laughs> They had to be honed in, and they had to make the shots. He didn't want to go inside on Lammers, and um, they did it. They did it, yeah. and they did it with, like, authority. <laughs> oh, high efficiency for sure, Sean. Yeah, and 90, 90 points on a Georgia Tech defense, um, pretty good. I mean, Georgia Tech's yeah. a team that, and like Coach was saying, I mean, they beat UNC. 
You know, I mean, this, I mean, you know, their offense isn't all that great, but their defense is pretty good. So no, yeah, like we've talked about before, and I've mentioned, um, nobody thought that Georgia Tech, not even Georgia Tech's athletic director, when when they hired Josh, Josh Passner, thought they were going to be any good this year. So I think they were like preseason ranked. Um, they might have been ranked last. I think they might have even had people had Boston College ahead of them. Uh, and I think they just have few through motivation and and just that kind of uh, that kind of stuff and defense, just effort. They fueled a great season. You know, whether they're going to make it to the tournament or not, that's one thing. But they're definitely definitely like my coach said in uh, the press conference. They're definitely one of the most um, surprising teams. And he he said that he thought that Josh Pastner should be the ACC coach of the year for the job he did. So I, I think I he's mean, great. I think he's a great coach. I mean. Um... And you're right. I think I believe that I believe you mentioned it. Actually, I was talking to either talking to you or it might be on a podcast where um, they weren't even projected to win a, an, a conference game. Like, yeah, yeah. There's somebody at, at Georgia Tech that when they they hired Josh Passner told him that he'd be lucky to win an ACC okay. game this yeah, year. Okay. That was yeah. you're right. That's what it was. Exactly. So, um, you know, we talked about Lammers. Well, uh, uh, Kogi, he, he he scored. Um, 16. He was their their lead scorer. He's their he's their offensive threat without a doubt, uh, and um, you know just mediocre. You know they they kept him in check. I think the the way that they rotated the 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 zone on defense was some of the best, most clean rotations I've I've seen all year. And um, you know, like I said, not the best offensive team, but still, right. You know. Um, they're not like they don't pass the ball like Louisville, you know that's for sure. But no, and you've seen it. I mean, anybody that's watching, it's obviously better at home. But you've seen that zone get better as the as the years gone on. So yeah, like like the this is not. And you and I talked about this earlier today. This is not the same team that lost against St. John's, Georgetown, and UConn. It's or not Boston College. In yeah, Boston no, College. Not. Yeah, I mean, this is a team. I mean, I would say that this isn't even the same team that lost against. Well, Notre I mean, Dame, Virginia Notre, Tech. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. I think would would struggle against a Syracuse team right now. I really do. I think yeah. it would be a way we got blown out by Notre Dame. I, I don't think now. I'm not taking anything away from Notre Dame, but I don't think that game goes that way. It, it, you know, at a neutral site or even an away game, I don't think it goes like that again. That's yeah, true. I doubt it. But so, I mean, obviously, we've definitely gotten better, and it's just been a huge kind of. You just got to navigate your way through the season. Think about it. The beginning of the year, they had Dewan Coleman, Tyler Roberson, and Frank Howard were starters, and we had oh yeah two yeah. two freshmen, and we had two graduate seniors. And Beheim, like when you have that kind of turnover, especially with the key our top three scores, you you have to replace those roles, and people have to step up, and, and then you have all the newcomers of learning the rotations of the zone, like you said, and. What he thought might have been good enough with Howard and Roberson and Coleman ended up not being good enough as far as on the offensive end. So he had to put Gillen in the lineup. He had to put Torian Thompson in the lineup. You know, he had to move Andrew White down to the wing. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of different things that he had to do because we weren't scoring enough points. Like, yeah, and he, he mentioned Roberson. Our coach mentioned Roberson in the press conference about you know his shooting. I mean, that's why you know his he's got cut. 
His time yeah, got cut. I mean, he's just not making. He can't make a fifteen footer. He's not hitting foul shots. I mean, it's just not effective on offense. And that's well, he's know. a he's a when he's in there, he's a, he's an offensive liability. He allows he makes it easier for the other team to play defense. He doesn't even look at the basket. You have to be able to at least look at the basket and make yourself a score. Shoot every once in a while. Be able to make that shot just to keep the defense. You know, keep the defense honest to have so that somebody guards you. Yeah, like yeah, that. they're not even they're not no one's worried about Roberson shooting of a fifteen footer. There's no, no. it's <laughs> and they and they can and they can sink down and you've seen it in so many games and Roberson's been in there. They can sink down when when they try to get mismatches with Leiden or Thompson. They can switch over or they can sink back because they know he's not going to take a jump team. shot if he's got the ball and, and, yeah. and it's essentially double teaming the guy that they're trying to create the mismatch. So. Roberson at this point, I say you see, I mean, Torian Thompson sometimes is frustrating with some of the shots he takes and and uh, some of the defensive mishaps that he has. But at least you know he has that. You have to guard him. And, yeah. And, oh, you I definitely mean, do because he he will shoot and he will make them. Yeah. And, so with Roberson, you hope that when he comes in, he's coming in because either Leiden or Torian's in foul trouble, or they need a quick little break. And all you can hope is that he hustles and tries his tries his uh, best to get a um, a rebound and, and not mess up on defense. You know, the effort's there. So, But he's just – he can only play so much because he's just offensively limited. So it hurts us when he's on the court, sadly to say. But Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, going back to um, White real quick, 8 for 9. Um, and as a team in the first half, shot 50% from behind the arc, 71 10 for 14, 71.43% in the second half with a total um, uh, team average was our percentage was 62.5% for that game from behind the arc, which is phenomenal. Was it 15 for 24? Yeah, 15 for 24. Uh, Just thought I'd mention that. Um, Another thing Coach mentioned too, um, he acknowledged the fans, which I thought was cool because – like he said, without that one call that you and I discussed at length um, against Louisville, that game could have been we could have went undefeated at home. And the, yeah. the fans, they were they came out every game. Uh, we had over thirty thousand again in the dome this weekend, and they showed up again. And that they've been pretty active. And I even hey, I even heard airball chants. Um, that began after an air ball. So they remembered. They yeah, did remember. They, they so, remember a little bit. I did hear that. Yeah. So, I um, mean, they've, like you said, as long as the students are there. Yes, that's the important thing. Exactly. It's usually pretty loud. That's the one thing I hate when you get that little, um, you know, during the Christmas break. You, you know, you bring little, in teams yeah. like St. John's and you bring in other teams that are difficult teams. Um, and it's just you don't get the same amount of, you know, cheers and and stuff like that and it's difficult to sometimes deal with that you know it's home but it's really not home you know so yeah i mean those but, those students are buying those t- well my wife did her undergrad on su campus at esf and tickets student tickets were 10 bucks you know I oh, mean, yeah. it's a cheap day of fun you know you go there and and you can be rowdy for a couple hours you make a day out of it i'm sure they're getting tanked before they get there i'm sure they're getting tanked after you know so hell. yeah um, I think uh, a lot of it, though, too, is the, the way the games have been going since the ACC play. You know, I mean, you so many games. I mean, obviously, you know, we had Virginia Tech 
could have been a little bit closer, but they kind of won pretty handily. And obviously Notre Dame definitely won pretty handily. But um, other than that, I mean, we've pretty much been in the game. I mean, North Carolina was, was a tough one, but it's either, I mean, we're, we're either like win a really, really good game, you know, by playing good or it's a buzzer beater or, you know, yeah, we come back from down 15 and almost get win the game like, it's just been very exciting. So it's been it's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of highs and lows for the conference play this year, without a doubt. With a team yeah. that's not, you know, they're a new team with experienced yeah. players, which is which is probably worse than a new team with young players because experienced players already have bad habits. And, yeah, and so you know. And they've, I think they've broke out of it though, you know. And it's always great. I think SU shows up for the tournament most of the time. They show up for tournament. I mean, yeah, you know, they usually outperform my expectations. They they sure as hell did last year. I think I don't think there's a single yeah. person on earth they didn't outperform their expectations. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Um, um, uh, let's see. Um, let's see what co- you ever. <laughs> you want to hear? Uh, hear the last thing a reporter hears before uh, they crawl in a hole? <laughs> yeah, it happens okay. many times with him. Here it is. With the uh, ACC tournament in, uh, in Brooklyn next week, uh, how much does that maybe uh, help you guys out? Well, it really helped us a lot against South Carolina. <laughs> but a pro Syracuse crowd, I mean, it's a little bit of a different take. Yeah, we had that then, too. We had that then, too. Fans haven't scored any points in any games I've ever been to. We need to go down and play well. That's what will help. <laughs> you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. Whoever told you there's no such thing as a stupid question is obviously uh, not heard at Jim Beheim press conference. So yeah. <laughs> that was a, I found that pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a 15-minute presser, and that was the highlight. And uh, he, yeah. like I said, though, he did acknowledge the fans. He, he did give them credit. Um, there's some tough love there once in a while. And um, he mentioned how hard it is to win the ACC, which we've been talking about all year. I mean, to have a 10 and 8 record at the end of this season with the way it started and our, the expectations and always being on the bubble and the oh, Syracuse sucks. They're, they're not going to make the tournament, blah, blah, blah. And we end up 10 and eight. Once again, sticking our finger in the eyes of all the professional, um, you know, analysis and ESPN guys out there. So um, I thought, yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, it's a great end of the season without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only hoping that, um, we could take care of business on Wednesday and just put it to rest for good. Uh, but to win at least I, the one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that would put it to rest. Cause Absolutely. I mean, me personally, I, I think that, that we're in, uh, going 10 and eight in the ACC. Oh, I think we're in and, Joe. Yeah, I think we're in, but, but you're right. Well, everybody else would, would tell you that uh, it's not a guarantee and that there's still a bunch of things that need to happen and opportunities for other power five conference teams. But from what I've yeah, seen, right. I mean, that's not going to... Look at the rest I mean, of we, the bubble teams. And without RPI, look at their wins, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they, you have to put into effect some stuff. Like I said before, when I was talking about RPI, um, it doesn't put into effect a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, those are just numbers off of an equation. And there's humans that are picking those teams. And exactly. What you've seen from the ACC play and anybody who's watched them 
seeing the the changes in their starting lineup and, and like you were talking about experience, um, just with playing with each other, playing in the same systems and schemes. They know and stuff. each other like, now. They didn't know how each other was going to play. Right. Who, who to right. feed the ball to? I mean, if you just look at just take the Georgia Tech game for an example, they were everybody was feeding White the ball because they knew he was hot. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it was kind of like the same thing during the NC State game that you were at with Gillen when he was hot. But that's chemistry thing. That's not, yeah. you know, that's not just something that's, uh, you know, oh, yeah. up by chance. That's not like luck. That's no. Like, I mean, I get in arguments all the time with people who think, oh, you know, what's going on with this? I mean, it goes for every sport. There's systems, there's schemes, there's different. I mean, NFL, people run different offenses, different defenses. And same thing in college basketball, college football. Everything. I mean, there's some, there's players that are specifically good at certain things that aren't maybe not fit in another one. So there's a guy that, for example, I mean, you see it all the time uh, in professional sports when a guy you know gets signed at a free agent, goes somewhere, it might not necessarily be the same thing going on, and he's not doing that well. Well, what's going on? Well, sometimes that's it, you know. So you can't just have somebody who's played for two different teams and uh, just step into their third team in five years. And first time playing with each other and playing the two three zone like Jim Beheim and expect them just to jump in and get it. You, you know, you can't it's even just... play street. You can't even pay, play a pickup game. No, like that. Yeah, exactly. So. If you play, if you play a pickup game, I mean, you could have better individual players, but if you're playing against a team that's played together and they play a lot together and they oh, know yeah. each other, yeah, then you're there. They could look make you look really really bad. So exactly, exactly. Uh, um. So, yeah, I mean, do you have anything else on that? We talked about uh, Gillen's double-double. Uh, Lammers, we, he did what he, we thought he was going to do. He, he got his um, – well, he got below his average on blocks, but he got um, – no, wait, hold on one second. Yeah, he did get below Yeah, he his did average, get below. Sure. He got one below his average, so he got two. He had, what, 10 points, nine rebounds. Yeah, um, nine rebounds, which he's right – that's right at his average. I mean, yeah, he's just Steven – Yeah, Stevens hit a couple of threes. He went two for eight. Uh, Jackson killed us the first game, and he really didn't. I mean, he shot four for fourteen. I mean, it comes down to percentage. You know, we shoot the percentages that we shot. Then, yeah. You know, yeah. not too many teams are going to beat us, especially with our defense. With you know, with the defense and what we did. So no, and that's a that's a you know, it was they were getting open looks. I mean, especially uh, White, but I mean, Leiden hit a twenty-five footer. <laughs> I mean, he was like in the field almost. So yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of that comes down to just matchups and stuff like that. Georgia yeah. Tech obviously did play well against us, and they had, uh, I don't know, I thought they had a pretty good team as far as playing against us and matching up against us. So, I mean, I just saw a lot more movement. And like you said, just people knowing where the hot hand was, what you were doing, where you were going to, and actually executing, you know? So yeah, it just comes down to playing with each other more. That's really it. And it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, and I'm sure – Andrew White and John Gillen didn't transfer here not to make the NCAA tournament. Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, he said in the locker room, you know, it only takes one year to create a legacy. So, it's a true I mean, statement. It's a true statement. Now, you know, it's tournament time. So, you know, the talk don't mean a whole lot uh, until you start backing <laughs> it up. But it's a true statement, though. And it, we've talked numerous times about momentum and um, being on a high, and you're coming in off of a big win like that, working great as a team the whole entire game, 
practically. I mean, we only had, well, I guess we were close to our average. We had 13 turnovers. But um, I wouldn't say it was sloppy ball by any means. Um, they played really good. And that's a dangerous combination going into the end of the year. So. Yeah, and that's about, that's around our average. And the rebounds, and we won we won the rebound battle. So, you know, and that's going to be a good day when that happens too. So Yeah, well, only six offensive. But we probably <laughs> but we made won. a lot of we shots, probably, though. That's what I mean. We, that's probably why we won it is because we made so many threes. So yeah, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I kind of like it. I've seen, I like the growth. I like some of the the people on the team. I think we got some. I mean, right now, and that's the other thing too is throughout the season, we there's been times we've been winning, but Tyler Roberson looks kind of hey, and yeah, he so t- there was a time when Frank Howard, when he got benched, he was completely out of it. Like he wasn't even, he wasn't even in it. Howard and now, was mean mugging on the bench during the Georgia Tech game, and it's like, dude. <laughs> Play better. Well, I mean, I know even even early in ACC when he first got benched and wasn't playing as much, I mean, he really wasn't into it at all. So, I mean, now you at least have a situation where Roberson and Howard seem like they're got a little bit of confidence when they do come in and tend they don't look like they're making as many mistakes as they did earlier in the season. And everybody else, I mean, John Gillen has got confidence, sky high confidence, and Andrew White's yeah. a quiet assassin. And Leiden, he is. I'm, it's perfect. That's a perfect. And, uh, and Leiden, you know, he plays confident. So, and, and Torian, I mean, as long as he stays out of his head, I mean, right now he's looking. I mean, right now the team, the confidence, everything's good, and just hope that, you know, we just keep it going. I just hate talking about this bubble talk, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think the bubble talk should be put to rest. I I don't even think it's a – it shouldn't even be a question anymore. It's ridiculous we're even talking about it. That's well, my opinion. Well, I mean, I, I think it comes down to one of those things where – Mathematically, it looks good, but mathematically, it's still a possibility. You know, that's yeah, I mean, I hear because of so it. much, so many games and so many other conference tournaments that need to be played. Um, I yeah, just feel plus, like if you got some of these bubble, if you got a bubble team that doesn't need, if they win their conference, they don't need an at-large bid, then you know, you're move, you're moving down the ladder now. So. <laughs> The more competition yeah, I mean, you have it happened, the... uh, well, it almost happened, actually, the other day, because I think it actually helped us, the right team won, but um, the Wichita State-Illinois State game, they played in the championship, and uh, Illinois State, um, they only have three games against the, uh, they only have three games against <laughs> the top uh, 50 RPI, and they're all Wichita State, wow. so, and they okay. went they went one and two, so um, I don't know. They say that they're on the bubble, but they lost to Wichita State. If Wichita State would have would have lost to Illinois State, then that probably would have been a two a two uh, team league. So by Wichita State winning, it probably saved us because I don't think that Illinois State's got a better resume than us. But Missouri Valley Conference is a conference that has gotten multiple bids before. So yeah, they got those obscure teams that can go on a run for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen that Indiana State a couple years ago, um, Wichita State. Wichita did it, yeah. yeah. I know Bradley did it a little while ago. I mean, they have those random. It's, it's, a, it's a legit tough league. I mean, when you talk about mid-majors and, and stuff like that, it's definitely, uh, definitely a pretty decent uh, league. But there's not too many more leagues like that to where it's going to happen. Um, the, the big thing to look for is the whole Gonzaga, St. Mary's, the West Coast uh, tournament. Um, that's actually tonight. So oh, okay. that's another thing you got to look at. So that's they're in the semifinals. I think BYU's in uh, 
is playing St. Mary's and Santa Clara is playing Gonzaga. So that's a situation there where the team that might not be in could steal a bid because right now it's looking like uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are both in. So there's a couple leagues. There are a couple leagues left that, that can do that. But overall, I think we have to worry about as long as the ranked teams in the Power Five conferences take care of business, then I think we're going to be fine. All right. Anything left on Georgia Tech? Nope. Done. And joining us now on the Cuse Nation podcast hotline, a.k.a. Skype, is um, Ryan. Say hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, no problem. So, uh, Ryan, full disclosure, is my is my uh, brother, and um, he's a he's, um, huge basketball fan, so I thought I'd have him and Joe talk some of these games out for the um, for the ACC tournament. Um, we'll try to get through it as fast as we can as far as um, overanalyzing things. Joe! And then... Um, <laughs> well, you know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So. I know, I know. It's all Deal good. with it. All right. So um, I guess our first game is going to be Clemson and, Clemson and um, NC State. And... See, these ones, when I was looking at them earlier, I was like, man, they're really, they're like, you could flip a coin on any of these games. Um, but this one's at noon, uh, Clemson, NC State. Um, so I, should I go, should I just go first without analyzing? Can I just tell you who I think is going to win this game? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I think, I think, I think NC State pulls this out. But, wow. yeah, I mean, I just haven't seen a lot from Clemson this year. I mean, to be honest with you. So, okay. um, I mean, what do you guys say? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan go ahead. You have the You're the guest. Since... You're the guest. Well, well, winner plays Duke, so. Oh, that's winner, does, anyway. winner does play Duke. It's a redemption game for Duke either way. Um, but I think I'm, I would go with NC State in this just because it's March, tournament time, and uh, you need a decent point guard in order to win games in March and NC state has that. And I think that Dennis Smith jr. Can take over a game at any time. And I think that he comes alive. Um, you know, Clemson, he's a NC freshman, state, right? They is he played, a freshman? He is a freshman. Yeah, okay. Yes. They played not too long ago. Clemson ended up winning that by four points. Pretty sure that was played at Clemson. Um, everything else statistically almost about it, about that game was close, but I would go with, uh, NC state. All right, Joe, what, what do you think, buddy? Well, I guess my vote here really doesn't matter, but um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> no, honestly, I I think it's going to be Clemson. Okay. I just, I don't know. I, I can see how NC State, I understand Ryan's point with Dennis Smith, or yeah, and uh, the fact that Godfrey, I'm sure they're going to want to play for him since, you know, they fired him and this might be his last game, but Clemson is still pretty highly regarded as a pretty good team, and they lost nine ACC games by six points or less. So, I mean, you can only imagine what their record would be if some of those went the other way. I mean, shit, even as an SU fan, we won by a buzzer beater. So yeah, that, would, that could have been another game, you know? So they that still ended a, up 16 yeah. and 14 and they went six and 12 in the ACC, but in 11 total games, they had two non-conference games. They lost by five points or less as well. So they're still regarded. Ken Palm has them as 37, still ranked higher than us. But really, I mean, 
Where's he it, have us yeah. at, by the way? We haven't we haven't talked about that at all. Uh, forty four. Oh, okay. That's yeah, kind of been so, right there flat. That's, but at the end of the, I, the home games, the away games, no ACC teams have played each other in neutral court this year, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. So I could see either one of these teams winning, but I would pick, pick Clemson personally. But like I said, my vote doesn't count here. So yeah, you got outvoted. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna pit NC State against Duke. Um, it's, it's then either or game. It it really is, and the, the, all three of these games kind of are because I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. You don't think so? Well, let's do the next one because this mm. is the only one that I don't <laughs> think is. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, um, uh, Wake Forest, uh, Boston College. Um, it seems like to me that um, uh, Boston College just is not going to be able to get anything done. I don't think. Uh, I think Wake Forest takes that. Ryan. I think Wake Forest takes it. They played twice in the regular season, once early in January. Wake Forest won that by 13. They played again um, in uh, the end of January, and that was at Boston College, and they still won by five, scoring over 80 points. This team can put up points. They can score in a hurry, and they have an ACC All-American down center in Collins who can score it well around the hoop. Wake Forest is a dangerous team. And they get a few stops against somebody, and they're you know they're they're gonna win they're gonna win that game. They played uh, Duke tough at home. It took Luke Kennard to have a dramatic comeback and go six for six from the three point line uh, to come back to beat them at Wake Forest. And Wake Forest went toe for toe with Duke, uh, despite you know any leads in that game. It was toe for toe in the end of that game in Cameron Indoor. They're a tough team. They're a tough out. I think they easily take this game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there, in we talked a, a lot about the um, the uh, you know nine and nine in conference play too. To just to reach that is they're the only ones that did it. Um, everybody else is either a, a lower or above. But anyway, uh, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, pretty pretty quick and easy. I mean, <laughs> Ken Palm has Wake Forest at thirty. They beat uh, Louisville and Virginia Tech this last week. <clears throat> Um, I think they're actually looking pretty good as far as the NCAA tournament goes. And uh, Vegas has got them as a 13-point favorite. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Wake Forest <laughs> is probably going to take this. Yeah, and you, I think they make the tournament, too. Do you think they make the tournament? Um, with, their, with their record and, and this this win? And, I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but they're facing Virginia and that's Tech. Pretty much, yeah, and that's what – yeah, we can, get, we can get to that. Okay, we'll, we'll that. do that in a second. <laughs> um, Georgia Tech and Pitt is your – primetime game for tomorrow night at seven o'clock um <laughs> what what so f- damn funny <laughs> oh you know <laughs> 11 and 14 <laughs> seats in prime time game. yeah i know right i know i think the, I, the acc that's the thing like there's there's really no bad teams it's just they're all gonna be good games it's no yeah you're right you're right um except for the last game i think we talked about but this one i i mean you know i'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say Georgia Tech handles Pitt. Uh, just just they're just a they're tough in certain aspects, and if if you're not shooting on them like Syracuse did, they're they're a little tough to beat. So and we talked a lot about that earlier today. So I'm gonna give that to Georgia Tech. Uh, Ryan, what, what say you, buddy? I mean, they are they are tough out. You know, I think uh, before you and Joe had touched on. Uh, talking about Georgia Tech might not 
get a win in the ACC at all this year. You know, we, we heard that, you know, Passner might not get a, a, a win, a single win his first year in the ACC. That's what was, what was told to him. Uh, they've exceeded expectations. Uh, they've won, won a lot of games to be, you know, at home, kind of just like a Syracuse team. They won some big games at home. Beat North Carolina, won a couple of, of close games, uh, took Syracuse, uh, well, the first game, you know, they they uh, escaped the screen ball, but uh, I mean, it's 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 tough it's tough to say because Pittsburgh has two amazing scores on their team. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily have a true uh, big guy that can that can take care of um, Georgia Tech's, but you know, I mean, Jeter, I mean, he gets in the foul trouble, and, and Pittsburgh yeah. is is small and they're small the rest of the way, and that's. And, and that's it. Then it becomes, you know, being able to, to go to the line, stay out of foul trouble, win at the line, win rebounding, and uh, put up a better score that could be tough. Georgia Tech doesn't really score many points. Pittsburgh, I feel like if they can get a few stops and, you know, figure out their, their switching defense, um, you know, get, get young and, and artists going, uh, I think that Pittsburgh can, can outplay Georgia Tech out on a no, uh, neutral court. When they met, it was uh, one time, I believe, during the year, and it was at Georgia Tech. So I think Pittsburgh takes us at neutral court. Okay. okay. Uh, Ryan takes Pitt. Joe, what do you say, buddy? Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, to me. Joe, I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, Ryan, Passner for um, um, ACC Georgia Coach State. of the Year? Yep. Okay. He won it. He won it today. Oh, he it did win it. Today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, was. because Joe had Joe and I had recorded a Absolutely. segment before that happened. Okay. Yeah. And no, I've been I, gone. I saw it all today. Yeah. Okay. I've been gone, so I haven't gotten a chance. To, I had no idea. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go, Joe. Yep. You called that one. Um, so, um, yeah, Joe, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Georgia Tech Pitt. Well, I was just going to say, it's it's this is such a tough game. It's going to be a really good game, I think. You know, Ryan touched on uh, artists and young, great scores. Jeter's not bad. Three seniors that probably don't want to go out with a loss. And honestly, I mean, Pitt, I was looking at just their uh, ACC um, schedule and their um, the outcomes and results. And uh, Pittsburgh had six games they lost within five points. And uh, Georgia Tech only had three. So um, th- these two teams could very well be swapped. Um but I think when it comes down to it, I think that it's, Pittsburgh doesn't have a point guard that can that can run the show. And like what Ryan said, getting some foul trouble and Lammers is a handful. Uh, mm-hmm. I know is. that it's, it's I think it's going to be I mean, it's going to be probably the best game of the day. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And, and I think it's it's tough to call. But I think at the end of the day, the way that Georgia Tech's been playing. I, I, I got to go with Georgia Tech in a real, real close one. Probably free throws and turnovers and little stuff like that is probably what's going gonna, to gonna be the, the end result in that one. All right, so we got Georgia Tech facing UVA on Wednesday. Um, the first game of Wednesday is Syracuse-Miami at noon. Um, now, we, we, we played earlier this year, and we won, but it wasn't like uh, – a major, you know, ass whooping or anything, but um, and a neutral. I think we won by fifteen. Yeah, it was sixty seventy five, right? 
It was something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going out on a huge limb here, but I'm going to say Syracuse is going to take that. Was it 70, 55? Okay. Um, yeah. I'll say Syracuse is going to take this at a neutral site in Brooklyn. I know, uh, coach isn't a big fan of bringing up Brooklyn as a, as a, um, you know, advantage, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> never seen a fa- I've never seen a fan score a point. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one for Syracuse. Ryan, what do you think, bud? I mean, honestly, I think that's gonna be a really good game. As you know, as they all are, but taking it out on a neutral court, uh, just the way that uh, Syracuse has been playing, uh, I would go with the Orange in this one. The Syracuse Orange, not the Miami Orange. Okay. <laughs> if Andrew White, even if half of Andrew White shows up um, against Miami, you know, they, they're in trouble. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Joe, what do you think, bud? Syracuse. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be it's going to be a close game. I think it'll Miami, be a good game, but not if they played like Miami's they did good. against Georgia Tech. Now, I mean, I know yeah. it's a different, it's a different animal. I understand that, but um, when you're keyed on the Miami's guard play, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if you our, know, are they going to be able to penetrate and kick and hit the open threes? If so, then you know it's going to be a good game down to the wire. Who's going to make less mistakes? Yeah, you know, they're that's what turning the ball over, and SU's getting fast break points. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, without a doubt. So I'll have my fingers crossed in that. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game. I agree. Yeah, we need it more than them too. So exactly. I don't think I don't think Syracuse needs it. I don't think it's a game that they need. The only thing that a win for Syracuse in the ACC tournament, in my eyes, is if uh, th- they would get a better seed in the tournament. I don't think that they're one of the last four out, or uh, you know, going to be a play-in eleven seed. Um, you know, I see them as a 10 seed, probably maybe even a nine seed in the tournament. If they win, they might boost up maybe to an eight seed, possibly, you know, <laughs> at, 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 at the highest peak, depending hey man, on. Don't jinx us, um, man. I don't want but, to play number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my opinion. I, I think they're I think they're in. I don't think that this is a Miami game that they need to win to get into the tournament. I think it would only help their seeding. All right. Um, the second game of the afternoon goes to NC State and Duke. Well, we picked NC State versus Duke at two o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you lead off with this, seeing that you're a Duke fan. So go ahead. Well, that that doesn't matter, but you know I am going <laughs> to go with Duke on this. They did lose to NC State um, by a bucket or two on their home floor, losing a ten to twelve point lead that they had. Uh, but this is not the same team. Um, you know, if uh, <clears throat> if they come out, like I said, if they came out half is what they did against North Carolina, any of those two times, you know, this is going to be a domination. Duke gets their revenge uh, that day in the ACC tournament, and they're going to move on to play Louisville. Uh, I don't see I don't see NC State beating Duke uh, twice, and I think Duke takes that one without a doubt. Joe? Oh yeah, Duke. I mean, I know I picked Clemson, but like what Ryan said, they I, it would have been a redemption game either way, and I don't. Do you think it would have mattered though if we if we no, all agreed no. on Clemson? Okay, neither no. do I. I don't think it would have mattered. Duke Duke is going to win that game no matter who wins, in my opinion. 
Right. No, in all of no, our, no in all of our opinions. I mean, no one's going to stop Tatum. Tatum isn't who he – he wasn't who he is now when they played against NC State, and NC State has no answer for him. So that's going to be fun to watch if that's what happens. Exactly. Uh, third game of Wednesday's festivities starts off with um, the first evening game is Wake Forest. We picked Wake Forest first Virginia Tech. Uh, what is that? That is a 10 and a seven. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that one to Virginia Tech with, uh, Buzz. He's going to have those boys hyped up. I like Buzz Williams. I like Virginia Tech taking, taking out Wake Forest in the second round. Ryan, what do you think? This is an interesting game. Again, what I touched on with Wake Forest, that they're a high-profile offense. They can play a little bit of defense and get a few stops, uh, you know, and, and take care of the ball. I, I can easily see them winning this game. But on the other hand, what you just said, Buzz Williams, always very, very tough, tough, tough teams, tough teams to play. They're good uh, defensively. They can slow you down. Uh, are they going to hit? Their shots that they need to hit. They got a uh, their leading rebounder, I believe, is out for the season. Yeah, um, you know that's that's big down low against an ACC uh, All American in Collins. I mean that that kid can score at will around the bucket. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. Yeah, uh, I like Wake Forest in this game. All right, um, Joe, you're the you're the you're the tiebreaker. Go ahead. And to yeah. touch real quick, you know. They played just recently, by the way, too, um, and Wake yeah. Forest won 89-84, and I believe that was at Virginia Tech. Okay, good point. Yeah, that was last week, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that was actually Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah. Yep. Still last I week, think... Joe, technically, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, yes. That's true. <laughs> just playing. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Did your week start on? Uh, uh, go uh, so go ahead, Joe. Wake Forest, Vatek, the Chokies, um, the Chokies, the Chokies going to choke or what? They going to get through this uh, or what? I'm I kind of am on the same um, where Ryan is uh, when uh, Virginia Tech was a really good team. I mean, even when we played them, they've been a really good team. But they lost that that Chris Clark, who's their leading rebounder and one of their better defenders, who guard big men. He's versatile, and I mean, he tore his ACL. He's out for the season and to play against a hungry Wake Forest team. I mean, they would want the revenge. I get it. But Collins, I just don't, I don't think, I mean, Virginia Tech's undersized as it is. So I just don't see them having an answer for Collins. And I, I have Wake Forest winning that too. All right. So we're going to pit Wake Forest against Florida state. Um, On to the nine o'clock game of that evening is Georgia. We pick Georgia Tech to face UVA, uh, you know, tournament time. Um, UVA just started. They went through a slump here recently, and they're 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 picking it back up. They they were they were strong this past week. So uh, I'm gonna go with UVA over Virginia Tech on that one. Ryan, Georgia Tech. All right, yeah, I'm sorry, Georgia Tech. Virginia and Georgia Tech. Uh, that's that's. Virginia right now they they're they're a weird team you know um, they've they've lost a lot of games but there are a lot of close games they just seem that uh, their offense went to a stall um, I think that 
their their defense now finally is just getting uh, everything back together. They have two freshmen uh, and Jerome and Guy who are stepping up for them. Man um, bun. You know, game after game right now. Man and, bun. And, yeah. <laughs> and so – you know, this is this is a team that's that's starting to reach its peak on the defensive end, which which turns into into offense. They can make some easy offense and hit a couple of shots outside with those two guys that I mentioned. They're they're a dangerous team. I got Virginia uh, beating. Well, what I had was Pittsburgh, but I w- I would have Virginia over either of those two teams moving on against Notre Dame. Um. Virginia's slide too. Just a side note. I think happened after they lost in the dome. Really started yeah. to, they started to go downhill for a few games. Um, Joe, what do you got, bud? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Virginia. Okay. Uh, and Lammers would have to have a, a, a immaculate game because I feel like that's probably the only place where they have a little bit of a upside. But Virginia's guards are 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 much better than Georgia Tech's, and uh, you know, just coaching guards March. You know, I think it's going to be a Virginia. All right, so then what we have, uh, is it Thursday? It's going to be Thursday, right? No, this would be Friday. Friday, okay, they do skip a day. Okay, all right. So Friday, uh, first game of the afternoon, which kind of sucks. It's at noon. Uh, Would be, if Syracuse beat Miami, would be North Carolina, Syracuse, a one and an eight. And, you know, UNC, man, is just, ah, man. I, I just they're <laughs> yeah. just too much to, I think they're just gonna be too much for for Syracuse to handle. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm not gonna be a you know unrealistic either. So I think the road in the ACC tournament ends uh, in the second round against UNC for Syracuse. Joe, I'm give this one to Joe real quick. Oh yeah, well, you know when it comes to tournaments, it's all about seating and placement and it's this is just one of those placement. unfortunate situations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been, I've been, I've been saying all year that I thought UNC <laughs> was the best team in the ACC, and uh, that's yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. So. All right, Ryan, yeah, they, just go ahead. Uh, go ahead. You know, they, uh, they, they, they played once this year. Yeah, they got they, handed. They, they got handed. About seventeen or so. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, first of all, you know, two Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, You know, I wish that they were a little bit better games, to be honest with you. I just feel like every time North Carolina plays Syracuse, they just handle it with ease. And it just doesn't matter year after year who they have. I don't think uh, that Syracuse, that might be um, maybe the only team uh, possibly that Syracuse hasn't beaten since joining the ACC, um, I believe. It's North Carolina. Uh, but could be wrong with that. But I I, I take North uh-huh. Carolina on a Jesus. neutral neutral um, court. Well, half neutral, I guess you'd say in Brooklyn. There, it's going to be pretty orange. But North Carolina is going to win that game. Um, this one is going to be probably. This is going to be a really good game. There's two really good games that I see the, the way we picked it. Uh, yeah. The the next game. Uh, uh, a number four Louisville against uh, the number five Duke, which we picked. Um, that's the two o'clock game on Friday. And, um, you know, this one really for me is tough because 
I like I like Tatum right now. Like we were saying earlier, he's coming on big time in 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 um, Kennard. But Louisville, they're just you sweat Louisville, bro. I do, I do. They're just <laughs> tough. But I do, I do think, I do think Duke um, was, is going to pull out the win against Louisville. But I, I think that's going to be a really good game. That, that's almost a toss up for me, to be honest with you. So. Um, go ahead. Uh, you want to finish just, that up, just right? the players. I think just the players give the edge to Duke in this one, really. I mean, you know, how healthy is Louisville and Quentin Snyder? Is he really 100%? Can he do the things that he was doing before? Now, uh, you know, Duke is catching their stride. They're making their stride. Kennard is Kennard. He's an ACC All-American, uh, you know, and it didn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, Jefferson, uh, the anchor of the defense, like I said, fifth-year seniors, the voice of the team. He's gonna he's gonna carry them defensively. Um, you know he needs to stay stay out of foul trouble, and Duke needs to take care of the ball. I think if they do that, uh, they can win this game. They got Frank Jackson, uh, you know, coming on as of late these last few games, really showing the role that he can take care of the ball, drive to the hoop, finish, and go to the line, finish from the free throw line. That's what you need in March. I touched that on earlier with Dennis Smith Jr., just a prolific point guard who can kind of do what he wants to do at will. If you can do that and can score like that, uh, you know, that means trouble because if you close on him, then you're going to have to scurry, hurry over to Kennard or Taylor <laughs> or Grayson Allen. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just not fair sometimes. But uh, I, I, uh, I see them actually another revenge game, two in a row. Uh, they, they take Louisville out and go on to play North Carolina in the semis. Joe? Um, well, because my vote doesn't count and because I believe that this is basically a game between two final four contenders, uh, just for argument's sake, I'll, I'm going to take Louisville. <laughs> it's only based of, only basically because of what I saw when we played them and how he changed up the lineup. And I saw some of the other guys, uh, come in and I mean, they do have Patino, the length and athleticism. Patino, right? Yeah. Patino. Yeah. Yes. When we in Syracuse played Louisville. Um, they changed up the lineup, and I saw some new different players in there that, I don't know, I just feel like I mean, they have the athletes and the defense to, to be right there with. They just move with, the ball really good, too. And it's, well, I, I see their defense, and I mean, seeing matchups like, you know, yeah. Mitchell and Kennard, and I mean, it's well, going to come down to whether defense, or not Duke, sure. can, Duke can create open shots with the matchup, the, the, with the you know, zone matchup that uh, Louisville plays. They play a really tricky defense. Either way, like I said, it's, in my opinion, it's two top ten teams playing each other. So, you know, in the quarterfinals of the um, uh, ACC tournament. So, all right, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm I was just gonna say I, I'm gonna go Louisville, but I think it's gonna be a really good game either way. So, okay, uh-huh. I think the game. I think it's gonna be a good game too. But um, we got Duke. We got we get we we put Duke. Um, ahead in that one so florida state wake forest is your seven o'clock game um the way we picked it and i mean i don't know is that a lot of time off for florida state i mean you know sitting waiting two rounds to play or what i mean i had virginia tech going against them but i guess um i mean just for that reason alone i would pick florida state so what do you say ryan I got Florida State taking out Wake Forest. I think there's just it's just too much. They've played once 
it was the first ACC game of the regular season. Uh, you know, Florida State ended up winning that by 16 points uh, on their home floor. Wake Forest did have a one-point lead uh, at halftime in that game. Uh, but, again, that those two teams are completely different now. Uh, right now, it's uh, March, not all the way in the beginning of, of the season. And November, when you start uh, the play, when was that? Or December 28th, excuse me. Um, so, I got Florida State uh, taking out Wake Forest. I think that their, their run ends there. Um, and I do believe that they're going to end up making the tournament this year. Uh, okay. Um, Joe, Florida State, Wake Forest, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I think basically just based on the fact that Florida State, as you know, me and Ryan talked earlier, and he said that they're like deepest, one of the deepest teams in the league. To have a team that's it's their first game, deepest team in, in the nation, and uh, Wake Forest has already played two games. I think Wake Forest will probably fizzle out at the end, but if they do go through and beat Boston College of Virginia Tech, then Wake Forest will be in the NCAA tournament. So, But, yeah, I got Florida State going as well. All right, so uh, the 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 big game of Friday night, the nine o'clocker, uh, the way we see it is uh, a number three Notre Dame versus a number six. Yeah, yeah, number six UVA. Um, this is going to be this is going to be as good of a game, in my opinion, as well. Maybe not quite Duke, as Duke good. Louisville. Yeah, it's a Duke Louisville game. Maybe yeah. not quite as good it's as that, but got I, the I, potential for sure. It, it's a good primetime game. There's no doubt about oh, it. Yeah. Um, so uh, the way I see it, though, um, you know, UVA, we've mentioned they've had a little bit of trouble here and there without getting too technical about it. Um, Notre Dame has been pretty much solid all year. I'm going to give that one to Notre Dame. Uh, Ryan, what do you say, buddy? Uh, they played once again this year. Virginia won that, and it was actually – uh, at Notre Dame, uh, that was during a time when Virginia was rolling and Notre Dame had a slump going on during the year. Again, this is March, baby. They're a different team right now. Notre Dame can score and put points, and they're smart. Uh, again, I believe they there's uh, uh, ACC uh, first or second team, All-American at center for them, and Bonzi Colson as well. Uh, yeah, Farrell, first, team. Lead, first, team. First, first team, so... You know, you got Farrell with the ball. I mean, V.J. Beecham, they say he's had an up-and-down year this year, but, uh, you know, that may be true as far as game-to-game, but he can take over a game uh, if he wants. Uh, You know, Syracuse fans know that. Uh, Just the other game on Saturday, uh, you know, he he took over again. Uh, He can drop 30 uh, in a game as long as he's playing consistent. Notre Dame is a real tough team to beat, but I got Notre Dame taking out Virginia. Um, Joe? He took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, pretty much. I don't really have too much to add on that one. I think Notre Dame is a very consistent, uh, experienced, and yeah. smart team, like he said. And uh, They might have had the easiest path to the championship well, game well, out of anybody. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, um, so the luck of the Irish. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So, and I know it's just how it works out. It's just, just they, yeah, luck of the Irish. Well, that exactly. bottom, that bottom part of that bracket is just nowhere comparison to the top. That's for sure. So. No, you got UVA, you got Notre Dame. I mean, Florida State. I guess it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, some good teams, but. Yeah, but the, the whole thing, deep, the, the whole ACC is pretty good, too. That's why it's hard to be like, oh, you got, you got, you got. But, yeah, the, yeah. the cream of the crop is at the top. There's no yeah, doubt I'm sure about we're that. not going to get half of this right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's going to be fun to see, though. It's going to be fun to see. So, Never know. So Saturday uh, is game 12. We got it. Um, by the way, it's at 7 o'clock. Uh, we got it. Uh, North Carolina versus Duke. Duke. Another another uh, battle. Uh, everybody loves to watch this battle. Um, I do. Uh, yeah. Um, I they do not disappoint, no matter what. It's no, they unreal. don't. I've never seen. I've never been disappointed by one of their games. I'm gonna. You know. Oh man, that's a really. That is honestly. That's probably the toughest call I've tried to make so far on here. Looking through here, but I'm gonna give that to. Um, I'm gonna. Ah uh, man, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it to North Carolina. I think. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know that's. <laughs> you know Duke North Carolina three. You know you get lucky enough to get two of them a year every year. Uh, they get a third one in the ACC tournament, and this time it's not even for a championship game. That's just how good and how much the ACC has changed. You know this is. This would be a semifinal game if it were to happen. Um, you know, North Carolina a little bit more more fresh than Duke at this point in time, and I just think that because of that and their rebounding second chance points, uh, you know, in another non disappointment game. I think what did they say? The last fifty games between these two teams, um, as of right now, Duke has got North Carolina outscored by one single point. Yeah, one. Uh, they were tied. At one they point, were tied they were... in points going in this year. Duke won by eight at Duke, and they lost by seven at North Carolina. Um, so that's a one point difference in the last fifty times they've played. And their their records were the exact same too. They were five hundred. So that's that's just un- unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's the greatest rivalry. Not just I don't my opinion. Not just. Uh, college basketball, but in, in sports itself, it's just it's unreal. But unfortunately, uh, I think North Carolina just a little too much this year. You know, they're <laughs> they're they're hungry. They do not forget what happened last year. They do not, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna win that game. Joe, what do you think, buddy? It well, doesn't. It opinion, really doesn't matter. But I know what you're gonna say anyway. Well, I think it's an overrated rivalry, but um, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'll give them college no, would, sports. I'll even give I'm, them football. I'm, I'm joking. I would love to see a Duke North Carolina number three, but um, I like you know where I, my stance is with North Carolina. So yeah, I don't really have to talk about it. Yeah, so I'm uh, North right. Carolina. Enough said. Um, and then this is, you know, this is, should be those these times should be swapped. By the way, I'm just realizing this. The nine o'clock game that night is uh, Florida Florida State Notre Dame. Uh, I, well, I just said I already gave my my pickup um, a round ago when I said Notre Dame has the easiest path to the championship. I think they breeze by Florida State. Um, I, that might not even be a game. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? Well, this is going to be interesting, Joe. You're going to be the tiebreaker on this because I'm taking Florida State. Wow, really? 
they're hungry. They're one of the deepest teams in the country. They're healthy. Um, you know, they got Dwayne Bacon who can score from anywhere on the court. Pull up three, open three, drive. He can do it all. Dish. He can do whatever they need them to do. Xavier Tanray to the hole. He distributes the ball maybe too much. He needs to be a little bit more selfish. He's a great scorer. He scored 30, 35 points in less than four minutes one time last year in a game. I mean, just completely unreal. Uh, you know, they're just too much. They have too much depth, too much size, too much speed and athleticism for this North Carolina team. Um, Joe? Notre Dame. They're a Notre Dame team, excuse me. You, oh, you think Notre um, Dame? Oh, oh. Gosh. No, 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 no. I was just. Oh, yeah, you don't no. think Notre Dame? I'm, uh, <laughs> or do you? <laughs> no. Um, You're, what is it? I was, <laughs> I was, the suspense I was is killing me. Ryan, because he said North Carolina. Yeah. I All know. I'm saying is, um, no, uh, Notre Dame and uh, still Florida makes me State. sick. I picked them. That's why they're still. <laughs> they uh, Notre Dame, Florida State. They split this year. They both won at home. Uh, just, I don't know something about it. I don't. I don't really know. I just got a gut feeling that. Say uh, it, Joe. Notre Dame. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dude, now let me ask you something. Do you wow. think? This, do you think? Do you think this is going to be a good game? A really good game? Oh do, yeah. Do, okay. I think it's going to be a good game. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I think. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I think it'll be good. But I think. I think. Something. My gut tells me uh, Notre Dame wins it handling, but I. I don't know. My gut's never right, by the way. I don't know. I just think. I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, but I feel like I got to say it because I'm feeling it. And if I don't call it and it happens, I'd be like, "Oh, well, I was thinking that." We're like, "How the hell do you know?" If I was thinking, uh, I that? think I say I'm it. basing. I'm, I'm there's so it's so close. I'm basing it on the fact of like my thought process with Leonard Hamilton and how he just always just underachieves with the talent that he has in big games. So that's kind of where I'm going with it. That's. All That's right. really all I'm going off of. Okay. To be honest with um, you. Joe, I'm going to give this one to you first. The championship game, the nine o'clocker, North Carolina, Notre Dame. Joe, what do you say? Um, I'm, I I know. I think everybody knows what I'm going to say. So I just think yeah, North well, Carolina. That's why you're going is, first. Yeah, North Carolina. I think they're just going to solidify the number one seed. I think they'll be the number one overall seed in the tournament. And uh, yeah, that's just all. That's it, North Carolina. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, go ahead. I think North Carolina is going to be too much for them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's um, I've been saying it so much throughout the year that I mean, if you don't say it now, it seems ridiculous. So yeah, you know what I mean. Well, this whole tournament, I think, is going to come down to. The Duke Louisville game and the Duke and then the winner of that to North Carolina. I mean, I don't want to, you know, jinx anything or count my chickens, but I just have a, a feeling that, you know, I just think the top bracket is just way better. And depending on depending on what happens, I, I mean, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to jinx anybody, Ryan, but I do believe that it's going to be Duke Louisville and the winner of that game in North Carolina. I think that, I mean. Those that's those are your winners, you know. Whoever wins out of that little trifecta there, I think, yeah, will take the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree All right. with that. Well, that's our that's our bracket, Ryan. Thanks for the help. I appreciate it. Anybody else got anything to add to anything? Anything? Anyone? Bueller? 
No, no, other than the fact that we're playing at noon sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I'll have to listen to it on my earbuds, but whatever. Yeah, well, go Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Ryan, anything? Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's pretty much all I had. All right. Thanks for letting me join on. Yeah, and- uh, you're welcome back to do do the you know do the big tourney here shortly. We maybe we can figure out something for that. So, um, as 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 your opinion. Where, where do you, where do you think SU is going to be? Forget about the game against Miami. What do you guys really think? You know, I, I said it earlier. Oh, I think, I think, they're think, win you or think lose. they're bubbly. You think they're bubbly? No, or? I I know. No, I don't. I honestly don't. I I honestly don't. Joe, to you, you do. Uh, I mean, he does because you're listening to everybody right now. Because that's why. Right. No, that's 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 what that's the thing about it is that that's what everyone's saying, and they're the ones that are supposed to be, you know. Yeah, I know. I get it, dude. More about but... everything else, and it's almost kind of like you know, and and I'm not a fan of Syracuse, so I can. So it's you know that neutral uh, opinion that you can get. That I just, it's just ridiculous how if you just look at any other bubble team around them right exactly. now. Exactly. Their resume and their wins, and that's what the committee, um, you know, really like, even though they were at home. Um, St. John's. You know, but that's a loss. That's a they're really not looking game. like at losses like they did back in the day. You know, they're weighing more heavily on wins, and they got 10 wins in the toughest conference in all of America. I mean, they're they're in the tournament. The question is, where? I don't know where. I don't know because I, you know, it's just too hard. To, I'm I have enough trouble with in right now. So <laughs> I'm confident in it. I'm confident in it, but I don't care about anything else. And there, I right. think I think yeah. they're I think they're in, and we'll go from there. I mean, well, you shouldn't. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I agree. I just I just understand how Syracuse fans can be a little on edge based upon the last couple of years. You know, you, you go a year where you basically take yourself out of contention, even making the tournament, you have NCAA sanctions, you lose scholarships. And then last year we almost didn't get in. Like I can see where Syracuse fans can be a little nervous, but when you really sit down and look at it and see how weak the bubble is, I, I just don't see like what Ryan said. No, teams like they don't have the wins that we have and everyone's got bad losses. I mean, everyone in the bubble has bad losses. Otherwise you wouldn't be on the bubble. I've said it before. So yeah, that's just, yep. we should be in. And if we aren't, then it's going to be one of those ridiculous things. But hopefully we can just win on Wednesday and just, like I said, I'm not we went on for Wednesday, we are not even talking about it, you know, but I still think we're good. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't calling for riots. I was more of a joke. I forget. Easy. This, I forget this stuff is recorded sometimes. <laughs> other, that's like it could be used as evidence. Um, yeah, you can't go for riots <laughs> nowadays, man. You see this shit's going on. I didn't on. though. I didn't. All I said was there will be riots. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, hey, go to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast. Ryan, thanks again for joining us. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, for Ryan, Ryan and Joe. I'm Sean. We're out of here. Check us out next week. Later. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.